Well, thank you for tuning back into 11th Hour Addiction and Recovery. My name is Adam, and I am an alcoholic and an addict. I'm Pat. I'm an alcoholic. I'm Joel. I'm an alcoholic addict. This is a show where we come together with you to discuss about our sobriety, our recovery, and our journeys through it. Hey guys, thank you for tuning back into 11th Hour Addiction and Recovery. My name is Adam, and I'm an alcoholic and a drug addict. Now, right off the bat, you probably realize that we're missing Pat and Joel, and that is because we are. Um, You know, uh, due to some scheduling conflicts this week, they were unable to meet. Um, And if you saw our Instagram post, you know that. The last episode we recorded had some really shaky audio to it, and we apologize. And we just wanted to make sure we had an episode out uh, for all of our listeners here. Now, we Pat and Joel had some previous engagements that they were unable to break, and we couldn't actually get a time going together. Now, previous before that, I was actually on a 10-day quarantine as I had some COVID symptoms. Luckily, I tested negative, and that uh, quarantine is out. And I know what everyone's thinking right now. Well, you know, there's with all the technology that's out, today we can easily record without being in the same room, and that is true. Um, but the truth of it is that we don't really like that. You know, it's never fun for us. We don't get the same, you know, thrill in recording and fun that we do recording. And the truth is that we do this for fun, um, just as much as we do it for all of you guys. We do it for ourselves as well. So with that being said, um, you know, tonight's topic is, is, is living a perfectly imperfect life. And, you know, these last couple months as, you know, you've listened to these episodes, you know that it, it's been hard for me. Not just for me and Joel and Pat, but particularly in most for me. And I've gotten myself into this, you know, recovery funk. And that's really kind of what we're going to touch base on tonight is... is you know, what I do when I get in those funks. Now, I, I haven't had one uh, in a while that has lasted so long where it, it's where life just seemed to be at a standstill. And what makes it worse for me is that when actually restrictions start opening up and you're able to do more things, it actually affects me a little bit differently. And I don't know why that is. You know, I, I'm, I'm a kind of a black and white kind of guy. You know, tell me what the rules are and I'm going to follow them. And the uncertainty of you can do this now, roll it back. Well, you can not do this now, um, but now you can do this. It, it doesn't work well with me and, and it really puts me in a place of uncertainty. And, you know, so I, I obviously struggle with that. We had a really brutal winter this last February, um, you know. In Illinois, but not just in Illinois, all over the country. I mean, the entire state of Texas, you know, was, was you know, our, our prayers are still out for everyone who has, you know, lost their power or is still trying to, you know, regain, uh, you know, some of the normalties of their everyday life. It's just been a, a really crazy month in February, not just for me, and I'm certain for everyone in general. But most, you know, really what I'm trying to say is, you know, I I gotten into this really weird spot in my recovery where, um, you know, obviously I, I was I was still doing the things necessary that I needed to do. You know, we talk a lot about, you know, making sure that you you hammer down for me. It's you know those five things that I don't negotiate on what I'm going to do with my recovery and my morning routine, going to meetings, talking with a sponsor, you know, my prayer, my spiritual life. 
all those things I still did, um, but I wasn't having the same effects in my recovery, what I had previously gotten. And, you know, I, I definitely needed to throw in some new things to sort of spark it back to life again. And, and that's exactly what I did as I felt like, you know, I was sort of just wandering in, in, in the desert. That we say all the time, you know, recovery is not always going to be this blissful, grand, awesome place in life. And it's true. Um, as much as I wanted to be, and this last month just certainly wasn't fun. So, you know, one of the first things I did, uh, which, you know, greatly helped me out, is I started mixing up my meetings that I went to. You know, I was going to a lot of the, and nothing against the people in these meetings, but I was going to a lot of the same meetings at the same times all the time. And it's super important, you know, I feel that you have a home group, that you have people in your life that hold you accountable, that know you, that will question whether or not that you're there. And, you know, for me, that reigns true as well. Um, and that wasn't one of the meetings that I, I, I tossed up. But I started doing, you know, some different meetings, some some different Zoom meetings in particular. And, I, and it just sort of dawned on me one day. It's like with this new Internet tool that we have, I can go anywhere in the world, essentially. So I started doing this meeting in Hawaii. You know, I started finding out, you know, meetings um, in different parts of the world, in the U.K., um, in all the different parts of the country, and the more that I was going on these different meetings, how cool it was for me to realize that I was connecting with people all over the world, and in a previous time, I would have never actually had the opportunity to, you know, get that, their, their, their opinion, get their spin on things, get their, you know, their intake, you know, so I, I immediately became more grateful for that, um, and that was just, you know, one of the simple fixes that I always do. It's, you know, I, I got to change up my scenery a little bit here and there. You know, because if I'm going to the same meetings consistently all of the time and I'm seeing the exact same people who are going to the same meetings all the time, I'm, I'm not gaining anything new in recovery. And sometimes that's just all that it takes. And I started reading, you know... Passages out of a newer book, uh, Living Sober, which, you know, for anyone that reads it is, is really about, you know, a lot of it is, um, you know, acceptance for me and, and going through the process of accepting different things and, and accepting different things in my life and how this new path in sobriety is, is going to take me. And, and um, I certainly like that. So I definitely started, you know, adding in some different morning reading materials as well. And one of the other big things that I did is, you know, now this upcoming Saturday, you know, I'm going back into into therapy. And I had stopped going to therapy for, for a while, longer than I would care to, to admit. And um, I used, you know, the line at the, uh, or the excuse at the time was, you know, I'm going to focus on my attention on the steps and, and work with a sponsor and whatnot. But the truth is, you know, I've been done with the steps for a while and, and been sponsoring other men for a while. And it was just something that I ill neglected as a necessity in my life. But the more and more, as I get, you know, more and more clean time and as I get some, you know, go on in my life, I, I start to see the necessity in it. You know, why am I afraid of certain aspects of my relationship? You know, why am I the way that I am? Um, you know, why haven't, or not why haven't, you know, I need help going through some traumas I've had in my life.
And I love AA, and I think AA is great, and the steps are great, and I'm going to use the 12 steps every day for the rest of my life, but there's bigger issues in my life that need some work on. And, you know, when I can't solve that problem on my own, I can, you know, I need to seek help from an outside source. Um, getting outside a lot has certainly helped me. You know, I've been going on walks with my girlfriend, um, especially, you know, during the time where I was quarantining for the 10 days <clears throat> and she was with me. We did decide to get out a few times, um, sitting outside in the sun. The weather is starting to, is starting to turn for the better for, for once. And, and now, uh, you know, that's, certainly been, uh, you know, a big help as I think anyone agrees, any time you're spending a lot of times confined within the four walls of your apartment, that can be an issue. Uh, being in the solitude, withdrawing is certainly an issue and it's not just an issue for us in recovery. It's an issue. It's a world issue right now and, and how people are dealing with this. And I'm certain I don't feel alone with this, you know, we're in, we're out, we're in, we're out, sort of back and forth with restrictions and different COVID regulations. I, I know that I don't feel alone in that one, and other people struggle with this too. And I th honestly, just even talking about it out loud it is, is vastly helping me in this experience. As I said that one part out loud, where it's like, you know, yeah, I'm going back into therapy and, and I think this is necessities, I realize that I, I have a tendency to do that in my life where, you know, things are going well. You know, so what can I do to change this? And and try to somehow control it. And that's, you know, been a, a huge issue in my life is how can I control or manipulate this outcome or what can I do to put my own spin on it and you know I did that you know throughout my you know the 10 years as as I went through the rooms of recovery it's like well Adam all you got to do is work these 12 steps and you have a shot at staying alive today all you got to do is do these 12 steps work step one perfectly that's the only one you got to work perfectly and you know what, you, you might have a good quality of life. And each time I was like, yeah, what can I do to put my own spin on this to make it better? And that's exactly what I did with the choice to stop, you know, it, being in therapy. Because things were going good and I didn't think I needed it. And, you know, I, I can, left to my own justification in my own mind, I can justify something as being more important. I can justify anything as being more fun. Um, and not as a necessity, you know, so, you know, I, I didn't think at that point in time that what I did mess up on in that part was, you know, not getting the advice of, of other people and, and just sort of thinking that it was something that I wouldn't necessarily need. And, you know, of course, you know, we're large advocates for therapy on the show and I'm a large advocate for therapy. I'm just saying simply quite frankly, I made a mistake in my life and I'm quite capable of making those, you know, look at what our podcast is based on. It's based on alcohol and drug addiction. So obviously, yes, I've made some bad choices and, you know, I'm willing to put some money down that I will make some wrong choices again. But I know that, you know, the, the, the ones that I can't make again is the choice to use uh, drugs are all come my life. You know, that, like I said, step one is the only one you have to ever work perfectly. Um, 
but it was, you know, the lessons of AA, the lessons of all of you guys. It's like, hey, you know, sometimes your thinking isn't the best. When you want to make a major life decision, it's usually best to run that advice by another person, you know. Um, so that's just that, you know, like I said, we're large advocates for therapy on this show. I'm a large advocate for therapy. I'm calling my own self out on that one. You know, it was bullshit. And, uh, and I made a mistake and I paid the price for it. Uh, but luckily, you know, I recognize that mistake and I can get, you know, I can always change that. I have that choice today and that's the beautiful part. But recovery is recognizing those mistakes. You know, like I said, this episode is, is, is about being imperfectly perfect. And that's really, you know, when this whole funk I was in and, you know, that I'm not where I, I think I want to be and, and that this isn't going really well and I'm back in and I'm back out in the COVID regulations. And, you know, if only I had this different job and, I, and it, it dawned on me one day, it's like, you know, that sort of thinking that I'm doing right there, that thinking of, you know, it's it would be better if I had this. Well, that's exactly what I did in my addiction, you know. Because if you were to take my life when I was in addiction beforehand, the one I was never happy with, you know, it was a life that other people wanted. And if you were to look at my life today, you know, I, I have no real problems today. You know, as a byproduct of doing the next right thing, all of my problems are self-created problems. And that's exactly what it is. You know, my life isn't perfect. No. Do I have issues? Absolutely. Am I exactly where I want to be in my life? No. But it is imperfectly perfect. And I had had to get to a point of accepting that, that level of acceptance of, you know, and and of my life is wonderful. You know, recovery is is blessed me beyond what I could ever repay back into the recovery community. It's it's giving me my life back. It's giving me my choice back. You know, in, in active addiction, I no longer have a choice. It stops when it says stop. And, you know, when I'm finally done hurting everyone and, and, and you know, robbing, cheating, stealing, it, it just goes for more. But I have a choice today. In my life, you know, I have a fantastic job. I'm, I'm in a wonderful relationship. You know, I, at the age of 37, you know, I, I, I rent an apartment. Um, I love the area that I live in. It, it, it's a beautiful little apartment and it suits my needs. And, and I'm okay with my life today. And I can honestly sit here today and say, yeah, I'm okay with who I am today. Because the 12 steps taught me to be. You know, it took a lot of unraveling. And sometimes I go backwards in my thinking. But I am okay with who I am today. My life is imperfectly perfect. And it took, a, you know, I had to go back to some of the basics to get there. You know, writing out those gratitude lists. And I heard this wonderful sermon when I was listening to a church service recently is what to do when you're wandering through the desert, you know, and what exactly, you know, did when you go back and, 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 and you listen to some of the scripture and whatnot and, and what, you know, what, what Jesus went through the desert for 40 days being tempted and, and what did he do? You know, he, he gave thanks and he prayed. And that's exactly what I had to start doing. I had to start giving thanks for the things that were going well in my life, for the things I had. And at the core basis every day, I'm like, you know, I'm alive and I'm blessed and I'm grateful because I have a roof over my head. I have a job. I have a car. I have a paycheck. I have food to eat. 
And, you know, I'm significantly a lot better when I left rehab with a trash bag that I had to borrow, you know, for the clothes that I had. My life is significantly blessed beyond my wildest dreams. Sometimes, though, I need to practice some of the exact same things that we say on this podcast in order to get myself back down to that level of gratitude where I am giving thanks, you know, to the one who provides me for all these things. Um... You know, but like I said, you know, I make mistakes and I'm not perfect and I got myself into a funk. And, you know, I'm just grateful today that, you know, I have that tool set. And, you know, I have friends like Pat and Joel who give great advice. And it's been more time, you know, than none that I that I've been able to listen to some of the advice that they give on this show and I can implement it into my own life to, you know, help me in, in areas that I'm struggling with, like Joel's 10-second countdown when he's feeling lazy. Man, I use that all the time, and I'm extremely grateful that I found it because it, it's, you know, it's a game-changer for me, and, and you know, Joel's morning routine, and, and when Joel says it himself, you know, he's the worst version of himself when he wakes up, and I'm exactly the same way. You know, so I did end up adding in, you know, a morning phone call into my routine, you know, and talking to someone... Uh, in the program, you know, when I'm driving into work. Um, and really these past, you know, uh, especially these past 10 days when I was quarantining, you know, amping up the amount of people I was calling that were that are in the program to get that social interaction that I need because, you know, I'm introverted. You know, my hobbies include reading, gardening, listening to music, uh, artwork, uh, basically anything that, you know, is, is you would is is basically the opposite of being social. I'll always be introverted. Deep down inside, so that social aspect of the program, that community aspect of the program comes second nature to me sometimes. And I have to really nurture that, especially in times like today. And I have to always remember that, you know, when I got out of, you know, because I am out of the 10-day quarantine and you know, I tested negative really early on, luckily, and I did want to do the next right thing and completely fulfill that 10-day quarantine to make sure I wasn't symptomatic and I wasn't passing on a virus to anyone. Um, that I have to remember, like, hey, this is working and this is a new tool. Now you got to keep it going. You still have to keep the gratitude list going. You still have to, you know, thank God every day for the things that he has provided for you. You have to find the good things that's going on in your life because your life is always going to be imperfectly perfect. You have to remember to reach out and make contact with someone today um, to ensure that you have that community support in in your sobriety network uh, because it comes second nature to me. And I, you know, I, I know there's someone out there that's that's just dawned on them too where it's like, yeah, I really need to make that a part of my life as well. And that's okay because I struggle with that sometimes. You know, I struggle with wanting to reach out to people. And, you know, that's why they, you know, the first, you know, I'm really lucky that, you know, my sponsor, he's like, I want you to call me every single day. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, it's it's not because I'm worried about you. I want you to get comfortable using the telephone. It's not that I'm not uncomfortable. It's just that it comes second nature. Um... And most things in recovery do come second nature to us because they're just they're different to us. They're foreign entities sometimes. And picking up that phone sometimes is a foreign entity for me, but it's also the thing that saves my life. 
you know, talking to someone else, bouncing my crazy ideas off of them, <clears throat> having them ground me in a way that, you know, I can't ground myself and be like, Adam, everything's going to be okay. It's not that bad. You know, I, and I always have to sit back and remember is that I'm not in control. And when I get in these places where it's like, well, you know, I'll, I do better when it's just one way or the other. It's, it's really what that is. That has been so kindly pointed out to me is it's this control aspect. I want to control the outcome and, and I'm trying to control the only thing that I can in that situation, which is I'm controlling my emotions. And unfortunately, you know, I'm controlling them in a negative way, but that still is control in, in, you know, my crazy brain. So I have to remember it's, you know, it's like, I'm not in control of this and I need to accept it for what it is. This is what we live in right now. And there's been some really great opportunities. They're hard to see through this, but you know, there would have been no other time that I could ever think of where I could have connected with someone from, you know, the UK or Australia or from another state in AA meeting if it wasn't for Zoom. So I'm grateful for that. You know, I'm grateful for, you know, the the new interest that I've found throughout this pandemic, for the rekindling that I've had in my artwork, um, you know, for the really long and meaningful conversations I've been able to have with my girlfriend that we, you know, normally wouldn't have had if we were trying to do that hustle and bustle, let's go do this, let's go do that type thing that we all became so accustomed to. And at the core of this, you know, what, you know, this pandemic has really shown me is that it's, it's okay and it's necessary for me to slow down my life because my life is busy just like everyone else's is. And to remember that, you know, it's it's healthy to slow down. It's healthy to to read. It's it's healthy to to do the hobbies I enjoy. You don't have to go 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 all the time. And when I'm go 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 all the time, like I was doing in, you know, January, February, the result has a really is really damaging on you know on my mental health and it's damaging on on my recovery and it puts me into places where you know i i'm just all over the map and i and my time management is all over the place and and it just it's not good and you know that was it's only part of the reason why you know i i listed back into therapy so i could you know get some outside help and and, and helping me prioritize you know the things that i need to do and not be so self-defeating when I feel busy and so self-defeating when I feel uh, like I'm letting people down because I can't make an engagement or, you know, a, a speaking engagement or, or whatever it may be. And, uh, you know, it's just that. It's that level of acceptance that I've, I've had to find. And, and it's really strange that most of my answers, you know, always fall back to that, you know, page 417 in the big book. And if you're not familiar with it, you know, it's acceptance is the answer to all our problems today. And it's true. And early on, man, I, I would, I really disliked that chapter, probably because I never bought into it because I couldn't buy into the acceptance, but, but I would hear it so many times from so many different people. I mean, like, can we talk about something else? Don't you people know anything else? Um, but, man, I referenced that theme more, you know, at least a 
couple times a week now because it is the answer to all my problems today. And, you know, when I buy into that level of acceptance, when I have that level of acceptance that I am out of control, that I don't need to control everything, you know, my life takes on a different meaning. It takes on a, a healthier version. And my perception has shifted. And when my perception shifts, you know, amazing things happen. You know, it it's just works like that. So I know this isn't, you know, typically the, you know, the hour and 15 minute episodes that you guys are used to with, you know, a lot of humor and a lot of, you know, us repeating ourselves over and over again. Uh, but we definitely, you know, we wanted, I wanted to check in with you guys and, and, you know, definitely put an episode out there and let you guys know what's going on in my life today and, and the issues that I'm struggling with. And, um, if nothing else, if you guys didn't get anything out of this episode, I certainly did, you know, just getting it all off of my chest. Uh, it's been very therapeutic. So I thank you guys, you know, for listening and, you know, I thank all the listeners thus far. Uh, the next episode that we will put out, um, you know, we are going back to having more regular episodes out there. Um, you know, hopefully whether we don't have any more audio, you know, snafus or anything like that. Um, but you know, until next time guys, keep spreading love, keep spreading the message, keep spreading hope. So in conclusion of tonight's episode, we hope that you guys had just as much fun listening to this as we actually get putting together and putting out for all of you guys. If you like what you heard and you like this message, feel free to pass this along to anyone that you think may benefit from it. To stay up to date on the newest episodes, uh, latest happening and current events at the 11th hour, go on to Facebook and follow us, The 11th Hour, or check us out at Instagram at The 11th Hour Addiction Recovery. And until next time, keep spreading the message. Keep spreading hope, keep spreading love.